Hey folks, it's the old humble guy here. You're listening to my favorite podcast, Heated Agreement, and if you're living your best life, you're sipping on a glass of old humble whiskey. Our straight whiskey is made from 90% corn and 10% malted barley and aged five years in used bourbon barrels to give it a nice, light, sweet finish. We take a portion of that whiskey, put it back in new five-gallon barrels, and age it a second time to make our special reserve. Both whiskeys are clean, easy-drinking whiskeys that taste the way whiskey should taste. If you haven't done so yet, head on down to Specs and get yourself a bottle today. And if you want to be a partner with us as we grow, we have an excellent investment opportunity for you. You can find details on our website, oldhumbledistilling.com. Come grow with us. Cheers. I just have a very hard time expressing my emotions, and I can't stop from yelling. So I'm very sorry. I don't mean to offend you, but I'm not going to stop yelling. Eat it nation, baby. I'm in a good mood to podcast tonight, boys. Talking about Lynn Bowden right now, so why the hell do I care about Anaya Smith right now? Because I have an opinion and I said it. For anybody that's out there watching or just tuning in, we uh, just had Sam Kahn Jr. on from The Athletic. We, uh, we talked a little bit about playoff expansion. We talked... You know, a little bit about Texas, Texas A&M quarterback situation going into the season. Talked a little NCAA basketball. Uh, you can go check him out at The Athletic. He's doing all kinds of neat articles right now, like good topics about, you know, potential playoff matchups and and kind of what's going on with recruiting. And he's now covering the state of Texas for The Athletic. Here shortly, we will have former Texas A&M baseball player Gandy Stubblefield hop on and talk about what he's up to these days and, you know, just kind of get his take on what's going on with the draft and, you know, just a little bit of MLB college baseball talk. Uh, we are live streaming during the draft. I'm guessing we are approximately five minutes or so from Trevor Lawrence being announced as the number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft. I am currently watching Mike Golick Jr.'s bald face talk to. James, who's he talking to? James, can you hear me? Who's he talking to? Get the food out of your mouth, James. Dude's over there eating ramen while we're trying to have a live stream on YouTube. (laughs) Pluckers, brought to you by Pluckers. It's Pluckers. Insert ad here. Um, No free ads. (laughs) I haven't seen... We might be delayed. Golik's not on my TV. Hey, did you see that Emmanuel Acho? Which part? Was saying that Justin Fields is falling because of his race, and that oh, he should, I did see that, and he shouldn't, and and that he was upset that Trey Lance was going higher than him. Isn't Trey Lance? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> no. The moral of the story, though, is no. Justin Fields. Should be going. Yes, Justin Fields should be going higher than they're projecting him. But no, it's not why. There's our boy. Oh wait, I'm, I think I'm ahead of you. Who are you looking at? Matthew Barry and Phil Yates. Oh shit! I haven't seen them yet. I'm watching Lewis Riddick's uh, bald head talk. Are you watching? Yeah, they the no ESPN? hair on this set. They don't have any hair on this set. They got Booger, <laughs> Lewis Riddick. You might be on the wrong stream for. We're on the ESPN. Yeah, we're on the ESPN one. Which one are you on? ESPN. Why do we... All right, so 
Over or under 10.45 before the last pick of the round. Really? Oh, dude, I'm pretty sure it was like 1 a.m. when we went to bed last year. I know we stayed up no, way later. The draft did not end at 1 a.m. No, I, I'm saying we, we stayed up for like two hours. I think it's going to be like 11.15, so give no. me the over. Under. Before 10.45? Yeah. They just used their entire time allotment on the pick that they knew they were going to make three years ago. <laughs> When the first overall pick takes 10 minutes, this is not a good sign. You're not, you're not going to get out of here in any time. The Jets tweeted, all right, hurry up. Drinking every night because we drink some my accomplishments. Faded way too long, I'm floating in and out of consciousness. And they saying I'm back, I'd agree with that. I just take my time with all this shit, I still believe in that. I had someone tell me I fell off. Oh, I can hear you, finally. Is that your tech support right there? Yeah, this is Dutch's. <laughs> Joining us now is former Texas A&M baseball player and current, or and now Texas A&M alum, Andy Stubblefield. Andy, what you uh, kind of tell everybody that's listening, uh, kind of your journey and, and where, what led you to where you're at today and what you're doing these days. I know oh, we kind of talked about a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for having me. But uh, no, so I grew up. I always grew up in Aggie. Um, I was actually committed uh, in high school. Or y'all backtrack. In high school, I was a catcher and third baseman that could could not hit. I had made up my mind. I was either going to the military or I was going to going to go weld on the pipeline. I had no intentions of going to college. And then uh, my middle brother, who also played at AM, you know, he was kind of a hometown hero. He was the quarterback. He was the number one pitcher. He was playing a summer ball game in Lufkin. And my junior year, I was out there watching, and they needed an extra player. They had eight. And I was like, screw it, yeah, I'll play. I was in basketball shorts. Well, I had to pitch the last two innings, and I didn't throw a pitch below 94 miles an hour. Yeah. I, I, I never pitched. And my high school coach was, all right, you're not catching anymore. And so <laughs> and so I pitched uh, my junior year, and then senior year, got drafted by the Astros senior year in like the 13th or 14th round. And then um, – Committed to Alabama, and then uh, right before signing day, like three days before signing day, early signing day, coach at Alabama called me and said he had just got fired. And then an hour and a half later, because he didn't, he said he didn't know what was going to happen. An hour and a half later, the new coach called me and said that I have a preferred walk-on spot, but he is bringing all his kids that he had committed to Southern Miss to Alabama. Mark that. My dad played football at a so I'd always been a naggy. Yeah. But I was kind of like an outcast child. I wanted to do something different. That's why I went with Alabama. I'd never visited Alabama. Didn't know anything about Alabama. I just picked Alabama. I don't know why. They weren't even good. <laughs> so after that happened, Coach Childers called me and offered me. And, yeah, went to A&M. Was the Tuesday night starter my freshman year. And then kind of got hurt sophomore year. And uh, didn't pitch much sophomore year, pitched a little bit junior year out of the bullpen and then uh, broke my ankle. And then my senior year, I guess, eligibility wise, didn't pitch much at all. Ended up transferring to a D2 called West Alabama um, at Christmas, my senior year. And then went to West Alabama for that semester and uh, pitched for them, which – West Alabama is kind of like 
you know the last chance you the first have y'all watched the last chance you? yeah yeah so you know the first one in scuba east mississippi mm-hmm. that's what like alabama is a d2 so i wasn't yeah. like i i had talked to some d1s whenever me and coach childers like we we didn't really hash it out like we're still you know friends today and uh we just saw eye to eye on the field sometimes and we were kind of real with, he was kind of real with me i was real with him until we split ways and uh west alabama is kind of like a last chance you but d2 wise so yeah. it's, they don't want to sit out a year but yeah. come and uh yeah we won i think we we, we won our last 30 of 31 um got to Got to a game before the national championship. Our closure went first round. Um, ten, ten of us were D1 guys. But a, a little quick funny story about that. So I get there after Christmas. I don't know anybody. The only reason I went to West Alabama is because the assistant coach was my summer ball coach with the Bombers. Oh, shit. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so he coached for the Bombers. And he, and, uh, he heard, you know, at Christmas, it, he, he had got word that I was leaving and, you know – Pretty much every D2, every big D2 called me and, and, you know, wanted me. Well, he was like, look, you'll come in. You'll be the closer or the starter, but we got a pretty good closer. So I show up first day, meet my roommate, and I got to go to New Student Conference. Well, we're at New Student Conference, and, man, I don't know if any of y'all are from Alabama, but the stereotypes are real. Like, <laughs> like – I'm not the smartest dude in the world, but I was sitting in class in Alabama and like, you know, a guy or a girl that looks very smart, a good looking girl, a good looking guy that looks smart would just say the dumbest stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> the only reason I was at A&M was because of athletics, but like, yeah. but anyway, fast forward, or rewind back to new student conference. I'm at new student conference and we're, we're sitting in this auditorium and it's at Christmas and then they, uh, that they're like, all right. So if you're an athlete, go into this this room. Me, and this 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 little guy. He looks like he plays football. Get up. We we walk in there, and the football team, same situation. You know, kind of like a last chance. Yeah. For guys that's already been it to a D one, um, but don't want to go to a JUCO. And uh, so we walk in this room, just me and this other guy. And so we're waiting on a guy to start talking. I meet him. I'm like, what's up? What's your name? He goes, Tyreek Hill. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> Tyreek Hill used to oh, give me fuck. <laughs> Say that again, Tyreek, what? Tyreek Hill used to give me haircuts before the game. No shit. Oh, and and the and East Mississippi, so where they made last chance you? Yeah. Fifteen minutes down the road. They used to come to our house parties. So oh, you were in the shit. middle of fucking nowhere. Nowhere, dude. You like had to go. There was one restaurant. In, in in this little town, and it was a uh, oh, what are they called? It, their slogan is like the char boiled hamburger. It's got a star. Oh, oh the Hardee's or Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. Yeah, yeah, that's, oh. all, that's all they had, and that's where you had to go for cell phone service. Oh fuck! Oh god! <laughs> like like Malcolm Butler, <laughs> Tyree Kill, and like you have all these like good athletes and no. <laughs> You're in the middle of the woods, like literally people drive, like all, the only paved road is right through the middle. It's all dirt roads. Oh, oh God. Made love can feel like New York City, huh? Exactly. Like literally every night we back roaded and drank beer and shot deer and uh, smoked cigarettes. <laughs> and I threw fastballs. That was it. Didn't go to, like, <laughs> coach was like, you ain't got to go to class. You're trying to get drafted. No. 
cool. And then that- <laughs> and, and oh, that, shit. That team, like, so when you go, whenever you play, like, like I don't know, but I, I didn't play football, I didn't play basketball at D1 level, but baseball, yeah, you're, you're, you're one team and everybody loves each other, but you have your clicks. Mm-hmm. You have your, because in the dugout, you know, suit it out, you have on home games, you got 30, however many guys. And then on the road games, you know, you, you, you don't have that many. But but you have your clicks of, like, threes and fours and twos. Mm-hmm. If you're – like, you got your four good friends, but there's going to be two or three or four of them that you can't stand. Man. Yep. Yeah. You can't stand them. Like, they're coach's pet or you just you, – you just don't vibe with them. They're completely different. They don't care about you. I went to the D2, and it was in the middle of nowhere – and all you had was that team. And I was only there for a semester. But – and I was there for a semester, and three of them are in my wedding, and I could pick any of them, even the red shirts, and go hang out with them. Like, they were all cool. And, and And I don't know why that is. I don't know if it was because there was nothing to do. That's probably a little bit of the reason. But – and then but, – but our closer was Tanner Rainey, who closed for the Nationals when they won the World Series. Yep. Tanner Rainey was a badass. Yeah, bro. He he, he was at so, so his story. He was at uh, uh Southeastern and he left there because his coach wouldn't let him hit. Oh shit! Yeah, and then he and then he got drafted first round and won the minor league home run derby <laughs> with his Reds organization. Yeah, but our coach would bring him in every game. Like we were stacked. It was all D one guys. So on our Tuesday night games and and. And most and the other in the bottom half of our conference, we we pretty much won. Like it'd be fourteen to nothing, and we were bringing in a hundred mile an hour closure, no matter what, <laughs> because we're in the middle of no, and you no had, mercy. So so he could get seen by the scout. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you have these guys that are basically batting cowboy boots, like no business playing college baseball, and then you got a hundred mile an hour and <laughs> mile an hour sinker coming in. So he. Tanner Rainey had Tommy John what a year ago? Yeah, you know if he's back and or anything like that. He's throwing, I know he's throwing. I sent him some Southern Wing hoodies about two day, two weeks ago, and I know he's throwing two batters, but he's not like he's obviously not up. Right, right. right. On some simulated game, so. So I guess talking about the Southern Wing stuff, how do, how do you go from West Alabama and to where you're at now? What, what, what happened after you finished up there? Oh, I finished up West Alabama. Got drafted late to the Phillies. Went and did that. Um, I was with the Phillies, what? I think I got drafted in 15, to, and then I got released in 17, I believe. Might have, yeah. Might have been 18. I think it was 17. Um I mean, it was cool, but man, when whenever you're coming in as a drafted senior, you're already the old guy. Yeah, yeah. And you have to do so. One, you get drafted late. You you're 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 not a big money guy. No, nah, you're not making dick, and you have no signing bonus. Yeah, you don't have. I spent my signing bonus on a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so you, you don't you you don't have a signing bonus. You're relying on family or what money you have. And uh, and you you literally have to go out there and show out more than the first rounder to even just stay with a job. 
Yeah. I think I remember you telling me that you were surrounded by a bunch of 16 and 17 year olds that couldn't really speak any English. Really? No, they, they didn't speak any, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, were you in the short season A ball? Yeah, I did short season A ball. And, and I did extended. And, you know, I had a roommate and they made me. So I get, I, I get there after the draft and in rookie ball, I kill it. I had great numbers, did really good. And so they, you, you know, they told me that they were excited about me. But if I had to make a few changes, so they made me come two months before spring training. So I came in with the with the big league guys. Yeah. Just to work out. So like I went to pitchers and catchers big league camp. I just wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Just to work on stuff. Well, I got a job in Florida coaching Roy Halliday's kid. No shit. And the Phillies hook you up with it. So so they they hook you up if you want. You work out in the mornings and you get all your workout done, and then they, they get you a job with the city, whether you're working at a rec center or I was coaching Roy Halliday's son or, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. And so I did that, and then uh, I, st- I st- stayed with Mike because Mike got drafted by the Bucks the year before that. Yeah. His wife hadn't moved down there. He just bought a house. So I stayed at Mike's all the time. That, that, that was cool. But then I got shipped to uh, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. It's like another West Alabama until the oh, league. that's a shithole. It's a shithole until the Little League World Series gets there. But yeah. Thing. And then yeah, and then uh, I played a little bit with the Clearwater Threshers in High A and playoffs, but and then I got released, and then uh, then I went back to A and M, did the school stuff with Jordy, and now I'm uh, and man, I love I, I people ask me if I miss baseball and I miss college ball. I miss, you know, some stuff about pro ball, but I, I think I'd miss it more if I didn't coach. Yeah. I yeah. Like, I think I like coaching more than anything. Do you want to make a real run at coaching? Like, I don't know, because my parents and uh, so many people tell me to. So, yeah. yeah. But you're – so you're like, you're kind of like – you're obviously got more, you know, prestige on your resume and stuff and, and a lot more accolades – but I'm doing a little bit of basketball stuff on the side and, but you're kind of like me, you got a pretty good setup right now with what you're doing full time. And it, it's just so hard to find a good coaching job to, you know, to make anything right now. Yeah, exactly. You, you can't. Coaching and they're not making shit. And like most of them, like they, they'll coach two years and they'll be like, I got it. And they go get another job. You yep. gotta get, you gotta pay the bills somehow and that's my whole thing so I don't want to go from making what I am now exactly. to going because especially in my situation I'm going to be a freaking freshman coach somewhere if I go do that and I, the other part is I don't want to have to teach yeah, so, I mean, but you you could make the roles in which is even harder but you can make the roles in the college game if you wanted to yeah, but even in the college game, there's only two paid assistants. I mean, what right. the fuck? No, but I'm saying financially, it's it's more difficult to make it in the college game. And you know, you could I I guarantee you, if I really wanted to, I could make more doing the travel ball and lessons than I do any of my buddies, mm-hmm. uh, high school or yep. Because I I, I know three people. Three dudes and then a couple softball girls. There's a huge facility right outside my neighborhood. And 
these dudes that I've known just from high school ball, one of them actually played with the Phillies. He played at Sam. And then uh, the girls all played college softball. They've quit their jobs, and they do 100% lessons and coach tournament ball, and they're close to 100K. Yeah. No, I yeah. have big fucking money in that. Especially in, in big cities. Because I'd give, you know, in the offseason when I was in Lufkin, I would give lessons. And, you know, like Lufkin, like my prices, I'd, I'd be like 40, 40 bucks for 30 minutes and then 60 bucks an hour. And they're like, yeah. yeah. I can do that. You go to College Station, you know, you can charge a little more. I come to Houston, and people are like, that is the cheapest by far. Like, I, I can do yeah. and fill up a schedule every single day. Yep. Yeah. And Especially with your skins on the wall and, like, ball. Yeah, the resume's huge. Yeah. The travel ball thing. Like, I'm yeah. Like, I make decent money, you know, just for the travel ball right now. But it's those parents, they see. And even if I didn't know a, a thing, if I just got, you know, got lucky and, and you know, was given a scholarship, they see Texas a baseball. Mm-hmm. They drafted. They don't even look at when. They just see yeah. that, you know, those rich moms are like, oh, yeah. This is the way I live. Boy, still pushing big wheels. I stack my money, lay low and chill. Don't need to work hard, that's the way I feel. As usual, our guests are brought to you by La Terrain Watches. Go check them out, LaTerrain.com. They have a new special going on right now. If you use the code DASH40, you can go get the Compass, the Red Crest, the Legacy 2, or the 1893, all 40% off on their website. I'm telling you, these watches, they're dope. Go check them out. Some of their ambassadors include Vernon Maxwell, Steve Francis, multiple multiple former NCAA athletes. I could go down the list forever. If I wasn't broken remodeling my house, I'd be all over this. But if y'all go use that discount code, maybe I can afford one myself. Oh God! Hey, uh, so I guess now that I've been meaning to ask you, so how did this whole Southern Wings deal come about, and and how does it work, and stuff like that? So it all started, you know, me and my best friend Matt Johns. He's he's from Lufkin. Um, went to A and M. We, you know, we've been hunting together since we were like four, probably. Our dads have been, you know, real good friends. And it all started, we just were like, hey, let's make a few hoodies. Yeah. And and that's it. And if some of our friends want some hoodies, we'll make them some hoodies and charge them five bucks extra. Well, we made some hoodies and my fiance posted a picture. You know, she's a, a photographer, a wedding photographer, and she's got a big following. She posted a picture in one. And it was a tan one, like the the Kanye West colors that he all wears. And bro, we sold like 450 in 10 hours. Oh gosh! <laughs> off. And every time yeah. we every time we put hoodies up there, to this day, like the the, the, the people that make them in College Station M M&M, and M, they kind of got us on like you know, be kind of like Chick Fil A. You know, they shut down on Sundays, so everyone gets their Chick Fil A in before Sunday. But literally, it is. It, it, it just goes crazy. And, you know, we started, you know, having a little little money with it. And then uh, some people were. And so then we, we start coming out with T-shirts, you, you know, more hoodies. And that's all it was. And then uh, people wanted us to start taking them hunting. And we ran into a farmer 
um, in North Texas, and he had 14,000 acres. And he was like, y'all come duck hunt it whenever y'all want. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So it just kind of fell in our lap. 14,000 acres, the guy doesn't hunt, and it is covered in ducks. So we've been running hunts for two years, and that has absolutely popped off. And then uh, this year, we got two ho- two of his rent houses that are in the fields that we hunt. The people moved out, and so we use those as lodging now. Oh, shit. So you, you got a whole setup for everybody. Hey. Yeah. And, and, and we hired uh, three guides that live up there. So even uh, get there during the week, which most, most of the time one of us can, um, we, we have those guys too. How often do you take T stubs up there for the video shoots and how is he involved in that at all? Or yeah, as much as I can, but ever since he started filming Parker and, and co he is virtually impossible. I mean, yeah. he, can, I, I, he comes up there every chance he gets, but he went to North Dakota with us and you know, that dude, we'll have another one and get him on here, but he is literally like, he can make friends with a brick wall. Like, yeah nicest most genuine dude but uh he came to north dakota with us and he's super talented with a camera and somebody saw it and parker mccollum called him and now every single hunt that those two do he's with them damn yeah and so we we tried to get co on one time i reached out to their manager and this was actually kind of recently and they were like, well, he's uh, he's hunting or on a hunt right now. He's going to be unreachable for a while, so he's not really available right now. And then you texted me the next day that he was filming for me, and I was like, that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's all, they live right next to each other. He's always at Coe's house, but he stays busy with that photography, man. So is he in Austin? Or? Yeah. Okay. But I've always been wanting to ask you this, but who is your – top three guys that you would want to party with out of, like when you're at A&M or that you met through A&M that like a, the thing A&M fans would know. Wait, like out of anyone or people at A&M? People that like played at A&M. So I always hung out. So I always got a bunch of shit. Cause I hung out with all the football guys and my brother. We always hung out with the football guys and you know, Johnny. Yeah. Obviously. I got a funny story about that. So we started T-Shirt Tuesday. No shit. Oh, shit. After this. But another one of my good buddies, still good buddies today, and, like, he's not wild and never – I'm not saying party, but, you know, we have fun when we go out. Yeah. I still talk. That's the most competitive dude I've ever met in my life. And then one of my buddies, like – he and he's he's out there, but he'll probably be too not in my wedding, but he'll be there. Is Devonte Harris? Me and <laughs> we're super close at A and M, like yeah. close, and we still talk almost every other day. Um, a funny story. So we were in A led, same classroom, Jordy, that me and you had, um, and I, it's one of the A led classes, and and uh, we're sitting there and we're having a debate, and uh, this the guy in the and, and the band gets up. Oh, God. <laughs> the band, I have tremendous respect for the band. And, you know, are any of y'all in the band? Oh, yeah. We're in the band? No. No, 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 no. Right, so, uh, but like I said, I have, you know, the band's cool. I watch them. But uh, anyways, this, this band guy gets up and he's like, I'm sorry. And 
I don't he, – he, you know, you know an A-led when there's football guys there. <laughs> you know who's on the football team. Yeah. And uh, he gets up, and, you know, it, it was a debate where you could – you picked your topic. If you wanted to go up there, you could do it. And he gets up there, and he goes, I just can't figure out why, and I'm sure he worried different. Oh, he was mad because the football team got a better playing – Oh God! The game. The football team makes money, asshole. Devonte stands up before he could even finish and goes, "Hold on, people." He said, "How many of y'all wake up on on Saturdays and go to the Kyle Field to watch the band?" <laughs> <laughs> and and one girl in the back was like, "Me, yeah." Me. So, isn't Devonte running like a bar in Dallas now? Yeah, and he's killing it. No shit. Yeah, like there, that bar stays packed. It's called really? the Harris House of Heroes. Yeah. He, Say it again. He, it broke up. He's telling me because he has a bunch of jerseys, like all his friends, you know, NFL jerseys and basketball jerseys, and he keeps telling me to send him a Phillies jersey. I'm like, Dante, I was in the minors. I was like, no, I'm not going to put a Phillies jersey. It says Stubblefield up there. <laughs> Dude, that'd be hilarious. So, like, you just like, because you could go obviously go custom order and pick your number and then throw it up there. And everybody'd be like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, same thing. Stubblefield guy. He, he wants, he, he can't get it through his head. I'm, I'm still very close with Floyd, too. And Floyd just opened a coffee shop and called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I talked to him weekly, and he's like, because he wants me to take him hunting. And he's like, you still ain't sending me your jersey. And I'm like, what jersey do you want me to send you? <laughs> so that, that's why I shouldn't send that. You don't want a West Alabama one, and I went on the Phillies. You and Devontae think I'm on the fucking Phillies. <laughs> drafted by the Phillies. I mean, they, they're they football guys, right? Like, you yeah. get drafted in the NFL, you get that jersey no matter what, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. No, and, and they're all real good dudes. But uh, – yeah whole Johnny story. Um, so me and Johnny's dad have been friends for a long – or no, Johnny's dad and my dad were friends for a long time. And my, my dad lived in Tyler, um, and Johnny Johnny's family's from Tyler. Right, yeah. So our dads kind of grew up together. They, they've known each other for I don't know how long, a long time. And, you know, me and Johnny kind of knew each other before college. And then we came in, you know, he was a red shirt. We were all friends. We hung out. And uh, we, we always – at Johnny's house, Johnny and Stevens, his roommate, we would always, you know, after study hall, we would go play, you know, like uh, King's Cup or something at his house. And it was always on Tuesdays. And the bars weren't open on Tuesdays. And uh, so we did that for forever, you know, all freshman year, all his redshirt year. Well, we we did that, you know, sophomore year, and he's obviously playing. Well, we kept doing it, and then I can't remember who we, we played. Florida first, yeah. It was, uh, the, it was the third week. So SMU probably SMU. Well, Johnny was starting to get traction. You know, <laughs> he was starting to get traction. Well, he calls a guy named Andy who ran Gatsby's. That's closed now. Rest in peace. Exactly. Yeah, Gatsby's is closed, and yeah. On him, he's like, "Hey, open it up, open it up." Well, it started, you know, just just Gatsby's would be open, and we'd hang out in there. We would go there after we played a couple games of Kings Cup. Yeah, and uh, and then yeah, literally, John as Johnny got bigger, T-shirt Tuesday, <laughs> dude. I mean, at Cedar Lane now, if you buy one of their T-shirts, you get half off drinks if you wear it on Tuesdays. 
Exactly. Like that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah my, my youngest. That's brother. amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's a cool story. My buddy was actually playing golf at Traditions with Johnny two days ago. Yeah, he, he was. I, the he stayed game. there longer than I thought. Oh, he, he tweeted that he was going to play basketball at the rec. I bet the rec hasn't been as packed as it was that day for a long time before that. I bet everyone went to the rec. So is John? We're at the rec than the basketball game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not wrong. Probably. Is, so is is Johnny as good of a golfer as everybody talks about? I mean, is he legit? He's legit at everything. <laughs> Literally everything. You still with your uncle's GC company? Uh, so my cousin, he was cousin, the, cousin. That's what it was. But I left. So, so, so he left that company. And then a year later I left and went to the company he was at. And then after that, he signed a, what's it called? Like a non-compete. non-compete. After that ran out, 40 people from that company came over to ours. Oh, oh shit. So he started his own gig. Uh, no, it's just another Aggie owned construction company. We build high rise. What's your favorite story as a superintendent thus far like one that's like i can't believe these guys did this all um, right you see my snapchats i got plenty yeah uh, well uh one of them that sticks out is so i was just i was still an intern on aspire on northgate you know and i get and i would i would come to work i, I worked monday wednesday friday when i didn't have class i had class on tuesday thursdays and I got there at like eight on a Monday and I pull up to the job site trailer and the cops are there. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I walk in. I like didn't say, I didn't want to say anything to the cops. I'm not a big cop fan. And uh, I walked into the job site trailer and then I walk out because no one's in there. And I was like, what's up guys? I'm an intern, but I'm, I might can help you. And they're like, yeah, we probably need to talk to the lead superintendent. And uh, can you get him over here? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And I call him. And, you know, while we're waiting to come over, I was like, what's going on? And he was like, so apparently you got guys on the scaffolding on the 16th floor pissing on the university and there's kids going to class. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And so, oh, shit. Yeah, so they were pissing off like the 16th story and the scaffolding's basically, you know, in right. university. You know, almost hitting the engineering building. <laughs> oh shit Woody and James y'all got any questions for him real quick I mean we're yeah. not trying to kick yeah well I gotta ask the obvious yeah go so, for it there's a lot of buzz that it's gonna happen that children's getting fired what are your thoughts on too early fired. they're letting his contract expire okay yeah so me and I don't know if y'all know one of my best friends Cole Langford. He was my roommate. He played with me at AM. So we were talking about it. And, you know, Rob, Rob is a great dude. Mm-hmm. You know, best coaches I've ever had. He's one of the, he's, if not the, the realest person on the face of the earth. But uh, I don't know. I think if he doesn't do something crazy, like win a national championship this year, um, I don't know. Cause like you said, they didn't renew his contract. Never happens if they keep if they want to keep them on. It just doesn't exactly. happen. Exactly. That's what – and I had a parent ask me last night. Um, I was giving a lesson on who who else would, would get the job. I don't know. I have no clue. 
Yeah. I mean, my dream is Tadlock at Tech, but we'll see if he'll actually leave. He's uh, yeah, Tech grad. But there's a lot of smoke that he'll listen. I don't know. I'm sure it's one of those deals where he's just trying to get a raise out of Tech, but Tim Tadlock at Tech would be my dream hire. And have you heard any stories about him and Schloss and uh, and just guys like that? Like, is there any guys that you heard stories about that you think would be a good fit at A&M? Or? Yeah, waiting. What was that? Waiting at U of H. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, that that baseball program, He's it's gone nothing but up. Hell, yeah. But I, I do know that um, Slosnagel, his players love him. Mm-hmm. Like, love him. Rex Hill, one of my best friends, lives two doors down. I could call him. He was at A&M. Straight up told Coach Childers in an exit meeting. Coach is like, Rex, you know, we're excited about you next year. And he was like, I ain't coming back. And oh, he, shit. He was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm not coming back. And, uh, you know, he went to San Jack for a year, and A&M was all over him, wanted him to come back, and he just you – know, Rex, like, literally told him, you know, I'm not coming back, yada, yada, yada. And Rex, you know, now his wife, Lauren, she is, was an, a dancer at A&M on, for the basketball mm-hmm. Well, Rex pitched against A&M at Olsen when they won and, and just looked at Coach Childers when he oh. shut down. And, uh, you know, his girlfriend's from A&M, and that's Rex's highlight. Oh, God. All right, so I've followed the baseball program pretty close. You were there from what? I was there. You were there. You were there 2013? 12, 12 to 14. 12 through 14. Man. Okay, because that, that no, one from 15 to 16 was probably my favorite run of Aggie baseball ever. Yeah, so, so I was there. I was in the gap. I was there right after they went to Omaha. Yep. And then they went to Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were there, when you played, who – I mean, who was the best player – that you saw, not necessarily the one that got drafted. I mean, obviously, I would imagine it's Nick Banks. Nah, Nick. No? So, who was, who was the best player you, you had on that team in your mind? Out of those – out of times I was there? Yeah, like, when you yeah. were there. When you were there. Probably Tyler Naquin. Okay. So, oh, yeah. yeah, you caught him at the very end of that, right? Yeah, so Naquin and Waka both were my freshman years. I got a Waka jersey hanging up in my – Hanging up on my wall right now, man. I'm a Cardinals fan too, so. Oh yeah, man. And perfect. That team, my freshman year, we ah uh, we we. That was the year after Omaha, right? We were number one in the nation, number two in the nation, back and forth. We had Waka, we had Stripling, we we were, you know, we. Stinson was Stinson still there? Who? Stinson, John Stinson. Stilson. Stilson, yeah. I don't know. So John had just left. Okay. John, me and John still hunt together. We're good buddies. Yeah. John hosted me on my official. Oh, nice. Yeah. But, man, we were so good that year. We just kind of choked it off in the regional against Ole Miss. So, what do you think has been like the the downfall? Because ever since that 2015-2016 run, it's gone to shit, man. I mean, it's it's bad baseball. I I, I don't know because it is. Um, I, I man, I wish I knew. I mean, you look at all these other Texas teams: Baylor, Tech, Texas, Houston. They're all badass programs. TCU. 
Andrew is the only one in the state that can't yeah, put this is like number three right team. now. So yeah, we got beat by Sam Houston the other night. What about the number three team in the country? Dude, we're an hour and a half away from the best baseball metroplex in this part, this side of the Mississippi. Like baseball is insane. You have to free. We have a dumbass T sip just randomly bombing in on the Zoom. That's the problem. We can't ever do these in person right now. So we get random T sip bombings. So he, he's over there jacking off to the idea of Texas being the number three team in the country right now. Oh, yeah, your, game all year. A groomsman in your wedding is just a random T sip motherfucker. <laughs> I hadn't watched the game all year. Yeah, yeah, I've watched every game. Bullshit. Hey. hey Gandy, I've been meaning to ask you how. Guy Madden's the real fucking deal, motherfucker. Hey, y'all are really good. Y'all are really good in that 2018 regional. Oh my god! Field shove it down their throat. Yeah, yeah. God damn, two subs in on here. We could just have them just shitting on him right now. Yeah, I mean that, that we were uh, that so that game, you know, T Stub was a com- a true freshman. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he started and coach, you know, I, I was supposed to be first out of the pen. Coach goes, I don't know what your brother's going to do. He goes, but if he can't get out the first inning, or if he goes eight or nine, you're going in right after him. I said, yeah. all right. Well, he's cruising and he cruised all the way through it, and then fastball <laughs> ball. I can't remember who it was, and then he just and I'd never seen that of him because you know in high school. You know, if I if he was pitching, I played first. If I was pitching, he played first. But he was like the super nice guy. You know, if just for instance, if someone hits a home run off of him, he's going to give him a high five. <laughs> yeah. On the other hand, I was telling him, you know, go back in the effing dugout. You know, my a fourth round of playoffs, like uh, I, I I hit ninety nine twice, and you couldn't have told me anything the whole game. I threw a no no, and I was telling him. Basketball before I pitch. <laughs> they would come. They would That's go. That Zach Grinky shit. Right. And, and, and I was like running my mouth, and I was—I'll be honest, like I was a douchebag. But they get to first base, and and my brother Tyler, he'd be like, he doesn't mean it, man. <laughs> like, he's the guy in the world, and so he throws that fastball by that guy, and turns <laughs> down. Everybody just like. Freaked out, like where the oh, where that come from? So, and everyone and all of them are you know screaming at T Stub in the dugout, and T Stub's laughing because he's like, "I did my part." What are you talking? <laughs> about? Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens the next night. I did what I could do. Exactly. I've got nothing left to say. Hey, how how nervous were you when you you finally got the nuts to join the club of me and Woody over here? We're we're both engaged over here. Oh, man. I don't know. T-Stuff's video made you look like you're about to shit your pants. Yeah, dude. So if you watch that video, like when I'm jumping up and down, like I couldn't breathe. Yep. That's a thing. I uh, I was like. This is more nerve wracking than coming in bases loaded in the SEC. <laughs> like that, that was wild. Man, yeah. for me, like I had this whole speech planned out. Oh, me too, yeah. And then as soon as I dropped to a knee, it was just 
out the fucking door like will you marry me please like jesus christ i got to her i got to her and i was like i don't even know what i'm saying right now yep i literally had to just you know get down on me and say it because the speech i had planned out the door out the window hey like i had a buddy who was asking me like you know what you do for yours i'm about to propose i was like dude don't even plan a speech because it doesn't matter Mm-mm. You're not going to say anything you plan on saying, I promise. So so Al's agreeing with everything y'all say, but I got to say, he got his fiance drunk before he asked her, so that was probably the smartest thing. Well, I was trying to. I got her on a sailboat with some booze, and she wasn't drinking. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do? Yeah, mine, she's a wedding and engagement photographer, so she's been expecting it for the last three years every time we just go to Sonic. <laughs> out to eat she's like you're doing it you're doing it and i'm like oh fuck i'm not <laughs> like, <laughs> like trying to plan something to where she didn't know was a, a task in itself oh jesus yeah. Yeah.